If you enjoy the Filmmakers Podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Hello and welcome to episode 299 of the Filmmakers Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk filmmaking from indie film to studio films and everything in between how to get them made how to make them how to get them yes, and how to it. try not stuff. to <laughs> fuck it up in our very very humble opinion <laughs> yeah still uh, got it i'm Giles alderson and joining me for the first time in a little while is the fantastic director christian james hello mate hello buddy you're right i'm all right i am all right on the show today we have two amazing directors uh, and that's not just me and cj <laughs> 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 you wanker uh, no, we have the amazing Christina Boyozaite and Bruno Sampa, and they have joined us for the fantastic feature film, which is released on October the 21st, and it is called Vespa. You are going to love this movie. It's in theatres and on demand. Wow. What can we say about this movie, CJ? What, first of all, we don't need to. We do all that in the episode, but what do, what do our audience learn from today's episode? What did we chat about? Well, I think it, uh, what my big takeaway from those guys is uh, they have incredible willpower and staying power. They've, they've, mm. Their careers have spanned a fair few years and, uh, and they have definitely sort of, um, there's been big gaps between projects and I think you can take a lot away about how to sustain that hope between projects. Mm, absolutely, and the jump in budget levels, they talk about mm. that, how they did that. Uh, the immersive cinema that they wanted to create and that they've done throughout their whole careers. But also they talk about tone and symbols and layers. And that's really interesting um, for you wonderful listeners. How are you lovely people? I hope you're well. I hope you're making your films. I hope you've been inspired by the last few weeks' episodes. There's been some absolute classics uh, and some some really, really fun episodes where I hope you've learnt loads. Today is no exception, and we'll come to that very, very soon. So, Christian James, CJ, my man, next week on the Filmmakers Podcast is the 300th episode. Yes, I, I think I have. Uh, I'm, I'm lucky enough to hit the two, 200, 299th and 300th episodes yeah. in a row. You are. Sort of back to back double whammy. Double whammy, because we are recording this week the 300th episode. So we've asked all the hosts to come on. So if you ever listen to one of our Christmas specials, it's going to be that. But instead of being a quiz, we're going to dive into filmmaking. We might have some special guests thrown in, quotes from special guests, might I add. But it has been 300 damn episodes every bloody Tuesday for five years. Except, five years? Except one, really? which was Christmas Day, and I thought it's a bit sad to put an episode out on Christmas Slacker. Day. I know. Um, I think, yeah, the, the 300th episode is definitely going to be involved uh, just giving Giles a hard time and a cacophony of, of us shouting over each other, which will be... Which will be exceptionally entertaining. Exceptionally <laughs> entertaining, that's all that there is to say. But 300 episodes, for those of you who have listened to every episode, please shout, because I'd love to know who you are and I'd love to know what you've learned from those 300 episodes. But for those of you who've joined us, for those of you who've listened in and out, thank you. It, it means the world to us. It's kept us going. It's kept us alive. And obviously we're making films and hopefully we've inspired you in some way. What I've learned oh. is that Giles <laughs> has changed. <laughs> in that first episode, Giles. Yeah. Uh, no, aesthetics aside, <laughs> in that first episode, <laughs> yeah. 
we were in a, a, a small recording booth in Soho somewhere, but yeah. now look at you, mm. you're in a swanky hotel mm. room, yeah. calling in from where are you? Uh, Santander in Northern Spain. Santander, yeah. there you go. By the sea. With your, with your corporate art behind you, your, your infinity pool, exactly. <laughs> Check you out, buddy. What, you, what are you up to? That's what um, you're doing. I'm doing a TV series at the moment. They haven't really said too much about what we're doing. I've just said I'm doing a TV series and I've been recording under blankies the last couple of episodes um, because the rooms have been so echoey. This one's a bit swankier, so it's less echoey. You sound good. You don't Thank sound you. Yeah. Thank you. So I'm in lovely locations and I'll tell people what that is very soon. Um, but what about you? What have you been up to? I'm, I, Giles, I'm producing something at the moment. I'm Amazing. sort of like um, edit, producing, edit, directing this series. And on top of that, I've wrapped up this series of uh, short films slash commercials mm -hmm. for the Commonwealth Games featuring Guz Khan. Mm -hmm. And now I'm prepping a couple of commercials as well. One sports related, one not sports, one a bit more ambitious, one uh, something new, a bit of a Ooh. something different. So lots of lots of things going on. You've got lots of plates spinning and that's what I've always loved about you. And it's something we do touch on in this episode as well is what do you do in the downtime when you're between TV projects or film projects, what are the jobs you do? And if you're skilled at bits and pieces, you can pro edit, produce, you can uh, produce something, you can help out, you can get involved, production, manage, whatever it is. And I think- Diversify to survive. You, you do have to survive, it's so important. Um, well, we've got some news about Three Day Millionaire coming up very, very uh. soon. And in fact, we'll probably announce it on next week's episode because I have a feeling this news will drop tomorrow. Uh, on Three Day Millionaire. We have some big news about what's happening with the release. Um, so that will drop tomorrow, but it's too early for this podcast. It hasn't been Batgirled. It hasn't been Batgirled. Not yet. <laughs> That's the news. <laughs> That's the news. <laughs> news, not being Batgirled. Congratulations. Uh, so yes, we'll have that for you very soon. We'll probably do that. And we'll be having a Three Day Millionaire podcast special coming up because we're not far off from release. Spoiler. Uh, it's very, very exciting. Shall we get to the episode though, CJ? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's. Let's do it. All right, here it is. This is myself, the fantastic Christian James, and the two wonderful directors of the amazing feature film Vespa. It is. Christina Boyozait and Bruno Sampa. Enjoy. What a brilliant film. I mean, I loved it, CJ. I don't know about you. This is kind of right up your street as well. He's got a thumbs up right now. Just beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Took you to another world. It was a real joy to watch. Characters were intriguing. It must feel good to have the film released like coming out very soon. Because that process of getting a movie out is so hard and getting them made and then suddenly they come out and you chat to idiots like us about it. How does it feel, Christina, to sort of have that, you know, that feeling of a movie coming out that you've worked so hard on? I mean, uh, yes, as you say, it's good. It's good. We make movies uh, for the audience. Uh, and I mean, uh, we made Vesper, um, especially in keeping in mind uh, that we are doing this movie for big screens, for theaters. So, I mean, we are like uh, super happy that uh, after the success in France, uh, other countries also open it in theaters. Uh, so at, at least to have this possibility for people to come and to see it on big screen. Because, um, yes, since, since the beginning, we had this... Uh, dream and fantasy and after uh, all our team were working very hard not for screen a little screen computer screen release but for theatrical release 
Yeah, and same with you, Bruno. Yeah, I mean, um, as Chris say, we are really um, keen about uh, theater experience. For fights, it's uh, it's almost like a religious experience, you know. It's it's a communion, you know, and uh, and it, it's fantastic now after these three years of uh, of uh, COVID lockdown, in fact, and people could uh, finally come back in theater and share share this experience together. And um, and yes, we, we we try to think our movie as the most um, immersive as possible. We we try to use all the tools given by the uh, all the tools given by the cinema, the sound, the colors, the, the, yes, <laughs> the, the composition, uh, everything. In fact, to to try to create the most immersive experience as possible and, and sensorial also. Yes, we are very excited. And Bruno, you also, I mean, I can also add about theatrical interactive experience, about uh, that uh, the viewer would make a dialogue with the movie while watching it. And it's uh, like uh, much, much easier when you are in a theater, when you are like uh, engulfed uh, in this uh, dark uh, hall and just uh, there is you and the move in front, no distractions. So yeah, then you can have uh, like a, the best quality of a dialogue. Yes, we, we, we are filmmaker. I, I would say it's not pretentious to say that, but we are filmmaker of our, of our time. In a way, and in fact, uh, we, we play video game. Uh, uh, we, we do also, we work in a field of uh, virtual reality, augmented reality, uh, you know, all this interactive storytelling, also all these new tools, in fact, give new possibility of storytelling. So we are totally uh, in that and we are working in this field also. So we are thinking we are thinking. We are thinking about what could be a, a theater experience in 2020, uh, in the years 2020. You know, or we could be different, or it could be uh, uh, what, what it could keep also in, in this fundamental, and or it could have a new approach also. So we are constantly uh, making a dialogues about that and thinking about that. So as Christina say, also yes, we are trying to to create also an interaction with the audience. In a way, then, in fact, we we never we make them very active. We never give them everything uh, pre shoe <laughs> and pre eaten, you know. And uh, we, we let a lot of things uh, on purpose, a bit frustrating sometimes, but a lot of things not explained. A lot of things for the imagination of the audience. Like this, uh, the audience can feel the can feel the gap themselves, and and then they are very active. And we, we know that uh, so, so some some part of the audience really loves that and likes that, and it helps to to immerse. And others sometimes are a little bit destabilized about that, so we are conscious. But um, it's very immersive as well, in ter- like I suppose in terms of its visual and audio design. It's very it feels very much like um, you know I can imagine again the, the the sort of cinema experience is very crucial because you want to immerse yourself in that world, and it, and it's a slow burner as well, isn't it? So. That feels like a part of the um, DNA of the film. It's beautiful and it's incredible. And I suppose, you know, the story of this and the immersive side of that, it will come to, because I think it's fascinating. But first of all, it's great for our listeners to know where you came from, how you got to this point of, of making such a wonderful film and moving forward into this world. Now, I know that you're visual effects, Bruno, and I know that you've both made uh, features before, well, technically some shorts together, and then this one together. I suppose it'd be really interesting to jump back a little bit to the start, and Christine, it'd be really interesting to find your start of 
what made you want to become a filmmaker in the first place? Was there a certain film when you were younger that made you, you know, do this as a as a job? Talk us through your beginning. I don't know. I, it, 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 it wasn't for me to become a filmmaker, but uh, somehow it was for me to become an artist. And uh, when I look now, I, I, I see that uh, I treat films as an art piece. Uh, because uh, usually we treat films, uh, no, not usually, but uh, some like you hear more and more that film is a product. And um, oh, me, uh, <laughs> <laughs> content, yes. Content. And me and I think Bruno uh, also, we look at movies as an art piece. And that's why uh, when we create, uh, we like to work on layers and to bring meanings because uh, I, I, I was having a discussion. What is uh, how art and product or art and content, uh, content or how it differs, you know? But probably there is this uh, thing about the layers, the layers. So how is it like uh, uh, the beauty in the eyes of watcher or maybe the meanings uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> in the one who is watching? So, I mean, we're always very keen uh, to bring uh, different layers uh, of uh, messages, of metaphors, of symbols uh, that uh, the same uh, movie could talk differently with a different audience who has a different life experience. And uh, especially with Vesper, when uh, we started uh, to think of it, of course, uh, we were inspired um, and we wanted to make, um, I, I go back a bit from your sentence, <laughs> from your question, but, but, but anyway, I mean, uh, when we started to think about a Vesper like fairy tale and fairy tales uh, have this deepness because uh, they are understandable for youth and for adults and everybody take a piece out of that. And, um, it is like uh, we we also think about our creation and uh, like um, so I wanted to be an artist <laughs> and accidentally became a film director. <laughs> I love that. But for for you, how did you go from going? Oh, this is an interesting topic. I love the idea of making films to actually making them. I don't know. It seemed very simple. You go and you do. <laughs> I, I mean, killed me. I, 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 I think I was always a, a doer, very active person. And mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it, it gives me frustration. If, if I imagine something, I want to do it. And if yes. I don't do, then I get very frustrated. So I prefer to go, to start, to jump inside and without thinking, is it hard, is it easy, what it will take me. It, it's, it, it's not a problem. It is just, you know, like uh, uh, there is a need and, uh, and that's it. And you try to fulfill the need and you try to fulfill it by actions, by acting in, 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 in the reality. And when you act, uh, there is always, uh, you find a way to come to, 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 to some... Uh, to something concrete and uh, and uh, that's it my work started uh, like uh, as when i entered the uh, film and tv academy in in, in lithuania when i i i started uh, I, I i got a bachelor and master degree in uh, film directing and it was very very active uh, because it's mainly practice so i mean we were doing 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 first years it was crazy because nothing went as i imagined nothing went as i wanted it was just fail, fail, fail. Best way, right? Best way, <laughs> fail upwards. And failing, in what way were you failing, would you say? 
I mean, it was always such a huge gap between what I had in my mind and what came in on the screen. It was like, oh my God, how to, how to make this gap uh, shorter, you know, because, um, it, it, it seemed that uh, all uh, materia is going against, uh, against imagination and everything is going against imagination. But, uh, I mean, the more you practice, uh, mm-hmm. the better it is. And also I, I noticed that um, I always like to go in collaboration with people because, uh, I mean, uh, life showed, uh, showed me since I don't know young age that uh, in collaboration you manage to reach bigger things than being alone. And, and, and yes, and at some point we met with Bruno and we started our collaboration already on, 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 on feature films. How did you first meet? How did that collaboration evolve? We met, um, yeah, just to, to give a bit of also, um, I, I think what is important also to, to do, it's, uh, it's to have also a network and a team with who you can work and what you can do. I mean, me, I was dreaming to, I was dreaming about cinema since many years. And, uh, but I, I even can imagine or dream to, to do movies because I, I didn't have this network. I didn't have this team. I, I was, I did me, I did, um, art school. Uh, I did art school. I was doing painting. I was uh, doing, uh, art installation, uh, things like that. And, uh, and, and to do movies, in fact, what I want to say is an art school, a very interesting or cinema school, not necessarily to, to learn because you, you don't learn to be artist. You know, it's, it's, there is not, uh, there is not by the book, you know. No, it's not a paint by numbers thing, is it? Exactly. But <laughs> what, you, what you have in art schools and in fact, um, you meet people. You, you create a team. You make uh, people want to become DOP. You meet people who want to become some designer. You, you meet people who want to become producer. You create this network. You create this team. And this it's uh, and this this it help also in fact to to really become to become a filmmaker. So we met uh, we we met exactly in a workshop in uh, in Prague in uh, in 2008. It was a workshop about interactive storytelling, and uh, it was in Famu. Uh, FAMU, uh, the cinema school in, in, in Prague during the summer. And, um, and, uh, yeah, we, we, we met there and, uh, after we start to, to collaborate really, really early on the, on the first feature of, uh, of Christina. As, as she was saying, she was student and, um, and she had to make a project, uh, a master degree project of end of, of a study or graduate and um, and instead to do a short she had already the ambition to do a long so to do a feature straight <laughs> like everybody was doing a short and Christina said no I want to stand to do a short because short is the same energy than to do a feature almost you know often I mean it's almost the same investment time and energy to do a short than to do a feature I caricature a little bit, but not so much. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities. And Christina, yes, she, she have already this big ambition to, um, in general. <laughs> yeah, what was it for you, Christina, then, about why you wanted to do a feature over a short when everyone else was doing a short and your teachers, your, you know, they were saying, do a short, and you were going, nope, I'm going to do a feature. Yeah, the concept of a project, uh, it was... Uh, it was too big for a short, and uh, it naturally like uh, pushed uh, itself uh, to 
to, to become a feature film because uh, I think that each project, uh, it asks a different approach uh, and it asks uh, different means of doing. So it's like um, if, uh, if you come up, I mean, we came up with Bruno with a project that was... Uh, I think uh, the first script, it was around, uh, it was, uh, what, around 50 minutes long. So it was neither short, neither feature. So what, 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 what we do with this? Okay. So let's, uh, let's uh, continue to dig in the characters and uh, let's do a feature. And it was good that I, um, I wasn't aware how much uh, it cost about energy <laughs> and, and everything that the production and, uh, I didn't have this fear or like uh, some kind of, uh, I don't know, security bond. So I just uh, jumped in and uh, I mean, it was also very good because when you are a student, you get all facilities from uh, university, you get cameras, you get uh, uh, your fellow students. And um, I mean, uh, I teamed up with a very, very, like very good team. And uh, everybody were hungry, you know, to learn, to do. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it was, I mean, uh, later, if you try, try to do the feature already out of uh, the school, then you, you meet all the prizes. <laughs> it's, so, it's so everything expensive and et cetera. And uh, I mean, it's, it's totally different uh, way. So I'm, I'm very, very happy that uh, we, we, we did that. Uh, for production, it was 1.4 thousand euro. <laughs> 1.4,000. Yes, 1,400. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, that's confusing me. 1,000. So basically, you made it for nothing. You made it for peanuts. Yes, it was mainly for food. <laughs> and uh, everybody was working for, for free. And we <laughs> yeah. got, uh, yes, uh, and a lot of, a lot of energy. And so, uh, I mean, it was good because after the movie was selected to Karlovivari Film Festival, uh, to yes, to a classical festival, and after it traveled uh, through different uh, festivals internationally and etc. And it won in Lithuania the best uh, feature film uh, in Lithuanian awards. Uh, so yeah. so yes, so sometimes hard work uh, pays back. <laughs> and but it does, and that's a real inspiration, I think, for a lot of people because. You went, no, no, I'm going to do this. I am going to get this out. So what was the jump to what were you trying to raise for the next project? What sort of step up were you looking for? What? We got uh, 700,000. 700,000. Uh, wow. Yeah. 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 That's quite a quite a big. Uh, it's a big number, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, for for that kind of project, not so big. <laughs> no, for sure. But for indie filmmakers starting out, yes, yeah. it's, it's it's a big amount. You know, a lot of indie filmmakers listening to this are going, "Cool, well, I made a short for one thousand four hundred, or I've made a feature for ten grand. How do I step up to you know just under a million? What did you learn from you know? I'm going to call it its Lithuanian name, Colen Kolek Kionier. No, this was collectionaire. This was the first. Uh, yes, the exactly. Yes, collectionaire. Uh -huh. what, what did you learn from that going into Vanishing Waves? I attempted a, a Lithuanian accent and I apologize. <laughs> uh, what did you learn? Like moving up for you as a director, suddenly you had money, suddenly you had a, team, a bigger team around you. You had Bruno much more hands-on. How was that for you? Had you storyboarded this time? Had you done your shot lists? What, what was required, do you think, for you? 
I mean, it was, yes, it was very, it, not very different, but it was different because, yes, we did story bars. Uh, I mean, uh, yes, uh, but uh, we had a bigger freedom to create what we wanted because uh, we had uh, to build the Aurora house. We had to build interiors. We had to build uh, the scientist uh, laboratory. We were working very closely with Bruno about the looks how it should look, uh, the laboratory of scientists, the the tank, uh, and uh, like uh, uh, everything. And uh, when uh, it is like, uh, there is the, a thing like, uh, uh, the collectors was made like, we adapted to everything. We just adapted. We had the locations, so we adapted. Uh, we didn't uh, create anything ourselves. We just adapted because we didn't have money. And vanishing it was that we started to create uh, but uh, we still had to play with adaptation because it wasn't enough. And for film as filmmaker, it becomes very painful because before the, like uh, already in screenwriting with Bruno, we imagined how it should look everything. Yes, but after uh, it wasn't enough money to 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 put to how to say to do to realize everything. Yes. So we had to play <laughs> to yeah. play in between a bit of uh, like. Uh, ours ideas and a bit of adaptation so it was like to find a good um, balance yeah yeah balance where you have to accept it i think it's always that fear isn't it where you set out with these high expectations bigger expectation and uh, bigger problem <laughs> yes <laughs> always always so, so that moves us nicely on to abc's of death where you both directed together now abc's of death in the uk was kind of a big deal uh, i think we all applied most people in the uk around the 2010s up to the whenever it finished I think ABC's death was 2014 everyone put a short film in everyone put an idea in who I know in the UK you did K segment which is great basically the ABC's of death is the alphabet um, in letters uh, and that was the first time you worked together as directors. How was that experience? You know, the first time it's you two working together. Who says what to the actors? Who does what? That'd be really interesting. Bruno, from your side. Well, yeah, we were we were also uh, producer of the, of the mm. segment because it was really, really, again, very small budget uh, to do it. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it went, it went well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's uh, to... Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. For for, for the first time, I was uh, I was fully involved from from the beginning to the end, and uh, so scouting and uh, preparation, pre-production on the set, and uh, yes, it was very very exciting. We, we have very yes, as it was small budget, we have really little time. Uh, we have one night uh, basically to shoot uh, everything. So, of course, it wasn't long; it was a segment of four minutes. But uh, yes, it was it quite quite ambition in, in terms of uh, what's happened during these four minutes and uh, and uh, in terms of logistic also because we have to we have to create a logistic many things happen in a building in front of uh, with uh, in the window and uh, with different scenery in, in each window so you need a lot of organization you know because uh, everything has to be synchronized in some way and uh, so yes that's, that's very very exciting and and then yes we we, we started to experiment also uh, of course on our task on, on the set or, or we or we share the things and or we share the, the way of working and it was very interesting in this way because um, in the same way each of 
have this task in a very organic manner, like Christina, she, she works in close collaboration with actors and she, she speaks with actors. She, um, she has this great uh, touch and sense of, uh, of communicating with them and uh, give them self-confidence and, uh, and taking the, the best of them. Um, me, I can concentrate more on the world building, kind of, you know, what there is on screen, the, the, the mood, um, think like that, but um, but we, we discover that in fact it's not so how to say uh, so separated. In fact, and uh, and and me, I have a nice really on the acting, and I share with Christina and uh, how to improve and how to find technique also for the actors to uh, sometimes to, to to get. And and Christina, she 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 have a, a great eye also on this on this whole building and, uh, and and the strong sensibilities. And in fact, also guide uh, guide the the, the the this whole building in one direction. So yes, it it's not so so separated and one work on the visual and other with actors it's really more more mixed in fact and uh, mm. and, and and this we didn't have to to force ourselves and uh, yeah it, it, it was a great challenge because you never know when, when you have a lot of we had a lot of story of um, of a director's duo, in fact, who, who start really to, <laughs> to fight on the set and, uh, and to go in different direction and everybody is totally uh, uh, paralyzed and uh, terrified and uh, about that. And uh, yes, it's, it's absolutely, it's a, it's a nightmare. It's, it's mm -hmm. absolutely what we want to avoid and we exactly. want to speak like, like one voice. And uh, so, yes, that, that was a, a great test, in fact, to see. And yes. uh, yeah, well, and the key and hopefully yeah, yeah we, we passed it so we say okay we are ready for for a feature <laughs> and and that is vespa which is like we said at the beginning absolutely beautiful it's a stunning piece of filmmaking there's no question about it it is beautiful it's mind-blowing and how gorgeous it looks you know the rooms the colors you chose within those everything felt organic and whether you built them or not I can't wait to find out but the walls and the the bits of paper everything you had on tables and stuff like every frame looked like it was a painting and it was just stunning just stunning so honestly well done it's a beautiful movie you should both be very very proud of this movie uh, this is the perfect time to drop the trailer isn't it cj mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right i will uh, mm -hmm. uh, do a little description of what the film vesper is and we'll play the trailer and then we'll chat about it struggling to survive with her father after the collapse of earth's ecosystem 13 year old vesper must use her wits strength and biohacking abilities to fight for the future Life there was like a frozen river. The surface was beautiful. But underneath... It's a joyless and a lonely life. But you... You are different.
You can change everything. It's um, epic, it's big, it involves citadels and ships, crashes, a, a planet we're not used to seeing. So obviously it's hugely ambitious. And your previous project was 2014, is that right? So we're looking at sort of an eight-year gap, aren't we, between projects. So presumably this took a lot more, a lot harder work to get off the ground. How, what was that journey like to get from ABCs to this? It was a long journey. <laughs> <laughs> Eight years. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was a long journey, but I mean, after even uh, banishing waves, we never stopped uh, working. We're always like uh, thinking about projects, and but we always come up with challenging projects, challenging for us and the bigger, uh, for, big for us. Uh, but uh, but the ones we really believe, and we were like trying to develop projects in uh, with European producers, UK producers, with the uh, US producers, but it somehow didn't uh, didn't happen. All projects were lost in development hell. So it wasn't always this project. It wasn't always Vespa. It was your other ideas? It was different projects. But okay. at, at some point, we said like, okay, uh, it, it cannot continue like that because we work, we work. But it seems like, you know, you run on uh, this um, sport uh, track <laughs> that and but you don't move anywhere treadmill you're sort of yeah 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 mill on this treadmill yeah and we said okay okay let's uh, let's uh, try to imagine the project that we can set in lithuania and uh, that could be done within european co-production so it also gives some kind of budget um, li limit and uh, and uh, let's try to do within that and that's it and let's see what what will happen and uh, yes, and, uh, and we started to think of different ideas, and it, it was Vesper with her body flying drone, mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. and uh, we also thought about uh, that in Lithuania the best production value it will be its nature because nature it's something really beautiful and outstanding. It's what we have and what we want to portray, and it also inspired us to create a fairy tale. Uh, the nature and uh, like this Vesper was born. Well, I, I also have a company uh, and within the company I applied for to develop a script. We got financing so we developed a script. Uh, after uh, after this we got financing for pre-production works and uh, like little by little the project was grown, the team was collected uh, it took us yes. It took us six six years from the idea to to to, to the like uh, yes release. It took us six years. How, how yeah. were you? How were you guys putting food on the table in that time? How are you living? You know, because it's really important as well. You've got to remember to live a life as you develop these projects. How are you living day to day whilst holding on to this dream, or not dream, but certainly this ambitious project? Can say, Christina, um, she was living with a couple of uh, hundred euro by month. <laughs> 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 so hardly, very hardly, for all these years, she she was um, she had sometimes some work in, in educational work, you know, uh, working with uh, with uh, kids about uh, about movie makings, you know, some kind of workshop like that, and uh, so managed to gather a bit of money with that and uh, yeah i mean it's really um 
It's really a walk of passion and uh, faith because yes, uh, you need to really believe, and uh, it's 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 a long shot. It's really a long shot. But uh, but if you let down, uh, if you give up, uh, it will never happen. So it's really yes. During these ten years um, after Vanishing Wave, we have so much uh, opportunity and possibility to totally give up and. Um, and uh, yes, and we was in many festivals each time. I mean, in film market each year, I was going to Berlin, to Cannes, with a project under arm, trying to, to make them. Mm-hmm. And you know, little by little, people were seeing years after years coming back and maybe looking at us a bit pathetic, you know, saying, oh, poor, poor guys. <laughs> and, uh, and we never give up, in fact. And, uh, and one day, one day, the planet aligned. And uh, and six happened. So just to come back on on your question, and uh, yes, Christina was uh, was struggling like that. She she won't say it because she uh, she's too big for that. But mm-hmm. um, and and me, I have uh, I have um, I, I have a company of uh, working in uh, multimedia. So was doing some project for for brand in. Uh, uh, you know, like appli- uh, application for application after augmented reality, after a bit of uh, virtual reality, and uh, was living was living like that uh, on, on the side. So mm. that's what you have to do as filmmakers, isn't it? We do what we can to kind of stay in the business we want to do, but at the same time still try and work the projects. And it can get massively disheartening after year after year of going to Berlin and Cannes and AFM and wherever else you went and people just going, yeah, sounds good. Exactly. But no, or not getting back to you, or that could be cool. But how did it actually happen? What was the moment when you said the stars aligned there, the planets aligned? What what actually happened? What was the driving force that pushed it over the edge? Because it's because you know Vespa's beautiful, but it's not an easy sell. You know, it's it's not an easy. Oh, it's this is commercial. This is this. It's you know, it's got to be done right, which you did brilliantly. But it's not an easy sell. I mean, for for exactly exactly, and for many years, I think, and it was to find the right person. And when I say the right person, was the right producer, the right producer who is able to think out of the box. And um, and this is a secret. I mean, this is uh, this is what it makes a difference is to find the right producer, in fact. And uh, it aligned because we 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 simultaneously uh, in the same time kind of serendipity, we find our Lithuanian producer, uh, Asta and Daiva. Uh, we are really uh, they are very ambitious and very strong and really um, also think. Uh, in very unconventional way. In fact, they, they already produce um, one of the most successful movies in, in Lithuania uh, called Redirected. Yeah, with some Redirected. kind of, uh, yeah, yeah a, um, with Vinnie Jones. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yes. Weirdly. <laughs> yeah, and it uh, was very huge success in Lithuania and was really unconventional because, uh, you know, before Lithuania used to do, um, uh, you know, either very culturally centered Lithuanian comedy, you know, and that was trying to, to, to have something a little bit more ambitious. So, yeah, we find Asta and Daiva, and, and we find the French co-producer, uh, Alexis Perra. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alexis Perra, who produced, who, uh, who produced before uh, Blood Machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blood Machine was uh, one of the producers of uh, Revenge, the movie Revenge of Coralie Farja, yes. uh, among, among others, and um, with really a true genre lover. He believes in the genre, and he is, in the same way, he's, um, he's a real geek, film geek, yeah. but he is also uh, a very good uh, and talented uh, 
producer in a way or to construct the budget or to build the budget because obviously this time not like vanishing wave this time to 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 gather the budget it was to gather private equities it was a, a very complex um, construction of uh, of course uh, some um, lithuanian um, help like a seed money to start because if we didn't have this Lithuanian money to start and to give confidence to other investors, it will be very hard to, to, to build the project. But after, yes, it was to, to, to gather different, uh, the, the different source from private, private equity, from, um, investment bank, like loan also, like, uh, and pre also to have pre-sales yeah, pre 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 as well. Okay. Pre-sales. And, uh, so yes, Alexi managed to make all this uh, construction. On, um, uh, and uh, on the co-production and international uh, level. And yes, and since the beginning, all, I mean, from Asta and Daiva and Alexi, believe in the project and without asking any question, just in believing in the, in the project. Because yes, we had, I mean, we had like a question like, what is the target of the movie? It is for kids, is it for adults? And mm -hmm. each time we're saying it's a good, I mean, we think it's a good story. And if it's a good story, it's for everybody. And um, there is no question to, to, to ask. Was well, giving a bit example, we are far, very different, but uh, um, it's, it's not about that, uh, but uh, Pan's Labyrinth, with a movie, in fact, who, who have a, a young heroine as a hero, but it's not a kid movie. It's not an adult movie also. It's a universal movie, just, just a great story and, um, and, uh, and, 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 and directed just uh, <laughs> fantastically. And, mm -hmm. and then, yes, I mean, when you, you have that, it could touch the, the, the heart of people. And, and, and this producer saw that in the project. And, and, and this is rare. Mm -hmm. It's rare because usually it's hard in the market. You need, uh, you need to calibrate, in fact, the things. And um, you, you need to, to standardize. And, uh, and, and what we are, it's all about uh, to, to break this, <laughs> this, uh, mm -hmm. this kind of standardization. And, uh, it sounds, sounds yeah, it's always difficult. And that six-year process of those ups and downs is re it's, it's, it's frightening and it's heartbreaking and it's wonderful and then heartbreaking again and heartbreaking and heartbreaking. It just happens. This is what happens to filmmakers. Did the pre-sales and some of those bits of money that you wanted come because of the cast? When did the cast get involved? Was that before some of the bits and people you're sending the script out constantly to cast or was it only when you had all the money that you went to cast? It's a bit of both. I mean, um, we went to cast... I wouldn't say to say uh, lie or <laughs> fake, fake information, uh, to be honest. Uh, um, but as we know, as we know, I mean, almost all budget was here when we was going to the cast. It, it was important because, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you, you, you can't... Uh, you can totally wait to secure a cast because you never know. You never know, in fact, with, uh, with the schedule of, uh, of actors and everything. In fact, if, uh, if you really, till the last minute, if in fact you could really have the cast, you need to have, you know, and, uh, Understood. So let's talk about your cast. I mean, Raphael Chapman is, Raffaella Chapman is incredible uh, as Vespa. She's fantastic. Obviously, then you've got Eddie Marzan, um, who I worked with years ago. Uh, and then you've got Rosie McEwen, who's wonderful. And then you've got the fabulous Richard Brake. Now, Richard Brake was in my first ever directed feature film uh, called The Dare. Uh, and Richard Brake was in that. And he's also in my Arthur and Merlin movie. So I know Richard Brake very, very well. He is wonderful uh how was the whole experience of working in with 
and a cast like that, very established apart from Raffaella, of course. But for you guys, how, how was that experience? I mean, uh, I would just to say it for Christina and after she will continue, it was, it was Christmas. <laughs> it was Christmas <laughs> present, <laughs> basically. Right? I mean, was waiting so many years, in fact, to... Uh, we do we do movies in fact to work with actors to share in fact to 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 work with talent artists and to share and to collaborate but to also mainly with actors and uh, and and to work with such actor of this um, this level and uh, this talent it's uh, it, it was like a christmas present for christina but yes it really it really was i mean because uh, Ah, they are super talented and you can get out uh, the smallest nuances and it's mm. so interesting because um, it's uh, always uh, such a big uh, pleasure to watch uh, how you can see different colors and they make uh, the characters uh, characters lively people alive and, and they bring this uh, layers of complexity to the movie so it's it's it, it was uh, it was super great and i think that um, i don't know how it is when uh, like uh, on, on other productions but on our production it was that uh, everybody was very generous really generous not only to, i mean first they were very generous to each other they were super generous to rafi <laughs> and because really everybody like uh, tried to help and to, to be very uh, sensitive uh, and listening and reacting. Uh, and uh, they were also very generous to us in, uh, in, in suggesting not only like uh, things for the characters, but also things for the scene construction. Yeah, construction. So it was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was super great experience. As Bruno said, it was Christmas <laughs> with a lot of presents. <laughs> Did you storyboard a lot of this? Because there's so much VFX here. Uh, hey, uh, you might have done some of these practical, but uh, you might not have some of the others. So was there a lot of storyboarding? Was there a lot of shot planning to get, get the shots you needed and wanted? Yeah, yeah, we we did storyboard all the movie because uh, again, uh, even if the budget was higher than vanishing, but it wasn't enough. So we were working within a huge budget constraint. We could never say that okay, we'll fix it in post, <laughs> or like we'll think in post. So we had to think in advance and uh, to be really, really prepared to be prepared for each scene, to be prepared for each shot. Because uh, this uh, made difference in the post-production stage, and it saved a lot of uh, money, a lot of finances. So that's why we were we were preparing really long time, and we were like feeling super prepared. And of course, despite of that, uh, sometimes we couldn't follow <laughs> <Yeah>. the storyboard, <laughs> uh, and uh, we had to go just um, in, in in the scene according to the circumstances and etc. But even if you don't follow the storyboard, it is good to, to have like uh, a plan. And uh, after you feel more relaxed, uh, I mean, uh, if you see some so, so, some idea, some possibility, you can think: should I open or should I not? Is it better than what uh, we thought uh, and what we planned or not? So it it, it was uh, for such kind of project. It is uh, it, it is a must. One of your your lead, I think Charles was saying earlier about the because one of your lead characters or, or featured props, I suppose, is a drone, which is an extension of a character. 
So what was the mix of practical versus VFX? Mm. And with the budget, how are you juggling that? Because it's a very, very prominent part of the movie. Uh, in, the, in the final movie, we say we have a proportion of 70, 30%. 70% uh, real, real flying drone and uh, 30% of uh, CGI. It was, a, it was a challenge and it was, uh, it was one of the conditions at the beginning of the project and to, to, to manage to do this drone in, uh, in practical because to, to do everything in CGI uh, will cost too much money. I mean, it's too much in too much shot and, mm. um, and to have really, uh, really realistic CGI. F finally, we get, but at the time we was working on, on the project and we started the production, wasn't sure we could afford really good quality CGI for, for the drone. So for us, it was important to make it impractical. And, and we saw on a long time ago on the, on the internet, on YouTube, you know, people was experimenting with drone and was trying to make some different kind of drone, different kind of shell. And, and we say, okay, maybe it could be possible to have a real drone fly, flying, uh, flying. So we start and it was like six months in the making from, from the design. And, and, and now when we look back, uh, it was totally unconscious because in fact, uh, what, what we were seeing on the internet about this different drone was totally different of what we wanted to do because we have to do a perfect sphere and the sphere wanted that it's close on the top and um, obviously if you know a little bit aerodynamic in fact for a drone flying the hair needs to circulate from bottom to top mm. and, um, and if it's close it can so we had to, to imagine this uh, grid on the top and, uh, and the grid have to be um, to be perfect perfectly calibrated, in fact, to let pass uh, enough air, but in some time to be enough dense, in fact, to hide the inside. Uh, so we 3D print this, uh, this grid after it was problematic of uh, the weight, because, you know, we are in a visual circle in a way, and in fact, um, more you are in a V-drone, more you need power to make it fly. And more you need power to make it fly, more you need the biggest and uh, heavy battery inside will we'll bring even more, more, more weight. So you need to find a good balance, you know, be, between that. So it's to make the drone the most light as possible. It was made in, in carbon fibers to be very, very light, but need to be also enough solid because if too light, each time you will touch and manipulate, it could, it could break. And um, so, yeah, it, it was a real challenge. And, and, and we have to make six, six drones like that, you know, by security. Uh, and before the two weeks, two weeks before the shooting, we made our first try of the drone because it took time to make and to put all together this shell, the 3D print, the, to make the try. And we make the first test almost two weeks, yes, two weeks before the shooting. And we are very nervous because if it didn't work, it would be a catastrophe. And mm. We didn't have much of plan B. Uh, and, and when we saw it flying for, for the first time, it was we cried literally because we say, okay, it worked. And uh, yes, it's, it's part of the magic. Of, uh, how, how many production meetings were there? Like people saying like, just lose the drone, have an intercom. How, you know, was, was that coming up much or cause that, that's the kind of pressure you get in pre-production, isn't it? To lose those nice touches, but you lose enough of those and you've got nothing. Mm -hmm. No, it was, a, it was never an option because uh, exactly when we was making the cost after the storyboard, making the cost of the CGI, we have to remove even some CGI, mini CGI shots we wanted, you know, and uh, we have to remove and remove and remove. And, and it wasn't a room <laughs> to add the CGI shot of the drone. It, it wasn't an option. So, he, yes, it was, uh, 
it was a big bet, but uh, yeah. What were the other biggest challenges, Christina, for you, you know, directing this? What were the things that stand out that you go, oh, that was, that was tough, but we got through it? I mean, uh, there were so many challenges. <laughs> it was like a pile of challenges. First, the movie was shot uh, during COVID. Mm, so, okay. I mean, it was... Uh, for actors, we were rehearsing. We were rehearsing via Zoom, right? And I mean, it was very like <laughs> scary uh, for film director. We, I mean, we never met with those actors before, and we never met with Rafaela in life before. No way! And uh, wow. it was just everything via Zoom. And Rafaela mm -hmm. came two weeks before shooting, and if I saw her in 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 flesh and blood and via zoom she was very uh, mature teen um, mm -hmm. and uh, i thought okay it's it's all good and uh, i know somehow it was a um, very good process our rehearsals but uh, when she she came i saw i saw this little girl a very small thin mm -hmm. girl a bit shy and i thought oh my god she's a kid you know yeah. and <laughs> you only saw her on zoom yeah, yeah how, how she will do i mean yeah. she, she's not yeah. this teen i was imagining mm. <laughs> but it, it, it it was, um, I mean, Rafaela just did great and uh, she managed to carry all the move on her shoulders and for what the shooting days to be there, to be also psychologically and physically prepared. And, uh, but, but, but it was a challenge, I mean, uh, to, to, to set up all the project during uh, pandemic. I mean, also production designers, costume designers, they couldn't go to shops to buy materials. They had to order everything in advance to, to see. And uh, as a, in our movie, we had to create everything from scratch. We couldn't take uh, any object and to put. We had to redo. We had to adapt it. And uh, it, was, uh, it was very, very challenging. And for me personally, it was the biggest challenge uh, Will we manage to really portray this uh, new reality? Mm. Will we manage to portray this uh, genetically changed forest uh, with these new creations? Uh, will there be enough of these uh, creatures outside? And uh, I mean, we were discussing with Bruno. I said, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, when when you have on storyboard, uh, it's, it seems like um, it, sh it should be okay. But, you know, you can be... Um, I mean, you cannot lean when the storyboard is not a movie, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, I was always scared, will, will it be enough? Will it be enough? Because when we shoot, we have one shot with uh, two creatures, and that's it for a scene. After we have another sh scene with uh, two shots with creatures, and, and that's it. And I was thinking, oh, oh how it will be? Will, will it go out everything well? And uh, but Bruno was very, uh, he was very stable about that. And confident, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, co co confident about that. Mm. But the, the truth is, I was, um, we rely a lot of practical effect for this plant and everything in the movie. And uh, yes, and um, and I was discussing before the movie with, uh, with a friend who worked in the, in big VFX company, working really big production, you know, he was working on the Disney, Marvel, uh, June, etc. Uh, I mean, a really, really big production. <laughs> and he told me, usually uh, they try to do practical on the set and finally come back in VFX uh, <laughs> to redo everything <laughs> in CGI <laughs> because it doesn't look good enough on, on screen, you know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it, it just finished to end up to redo the production, bring us the, 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 
the practical thing and say, can you redo everything in CGI? <laughs> and, <it> was, <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was scary because yes, I mean, uh, it, it need to look good on, on screen. Yes. From, 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 from the beginning. And, uh, but yeah, we're confident in a way that, um, in, you know, in, in eighties, it, it was relaying on, um, I mean, many movies wasn't practical. It wasn't uh, still in CGI. And, uh, and some work really wonderfully, in fact. And, uh, it's mm. just, uh, and, and, and now we have also new, new technique. And it was interesting because uh, we, we could do so much. I, I mean, the technique in, in practical evolved also a lot. New material, new, new plastic. Uh, now we have the lead. We can do really a lot with lead, in fact, and we didn't have before. And uh, uh, for example, and, um, I mean, so yes, it was uh, it was scary, but and but very interesting. It was very interesting, and the film is absolutely beautiful. Uh, please go seek it out wherever you are. Uh, Vesper is a stunning piece of work. Turning a bit of advice, then obviously you've given loads throughout this this episode anyway but in terms of maybe bruno you think of something that would help your younger self and christina something that you would help filmmakers coming up now i don't know my advice is very 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 simple it is uh to do, to try to do things and to do things that you really believe in. And after, uh, after it, it, it is hard, but uh, I mean, uh, you meet uh, people on the way, and uh, circumstances uh, happen on the way, and uh, little by little, it becomes possible. And Bruno, for you, don't be scared to be ambitious, mm -hmm. um, and uh, never give up. But really, never give up. It's not. Uh, I mean, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Yes. You know, <laughs> yes. I mean, you, you could start strong and fast and, uh, and it doesn't mean that you will, <laughs> you will continue on this pace. You know, it's, it's not, um, uh, a movie career, movie making career. It's make really like bump and haul and uh, desert and things and, uh, mm, ups and, and downs. To, yeah. yeah, ups and downs. It's a bit cliche to say that, but, but it, it's, it's so true. It's really true. And, um, so yes. Never give up and uh, always believe, think big and believe in your big dream. <laughs> Beautiful. Amazing. Thank you so much for time spending with us. Uh, people can watch the movie Vespa 21st of October. So do go support this movie. You are going to love it. Please go see it in the cinema if you can. Uh, it's just going to blow you away. It really is stunning. It's hard to make movies, people. Well done. Honestly, you should be very proud of your work. I think you've both done incredibly well with this movie, so congratulations. Um, and, uh, yeah, look forward to seeing what you guys come up with next. You can go out there and make your films. You can make it happen. And if you think about what you're doing and you really go out and do it, things can fall into place for you, uh, like the chaps have said. And if you're lucky enough to rise up and do well, it is your duty to send the elevator back down. We will see you next Tuesday as always. Thank you, Bruno. Thank you. Thank you, Christina. Thank you. Christian, we'll see you next week for the 300th episode. Yes, the 300th episode. Yeah, no, uh, I just want to add, thanks, guys. That's a great or an amazing piece of work. And uh, to back up Giles's point, yes, uh, if you're listening to this, go see it on as big a screen as possible because uh, it will pay you back. Perfect. There we go. Thank you, everyone. Take care. We will see you next week. Bye-bye.